Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. There were two more murders 15 miles away. Arrived, in the found the we have a, a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. Beginning on December 30th, 1884, the city of Austin, Texas, was sent into a tailspin when the first of what would be seven women was brutally murdered and left with a gaping hole in her head. The servant girl annihilator preyed upon women for a year, and its identity remains unknown. So, why haven't you heard about this before? That's because another famous murderer was at large just across the pond just three years later, erasing the news headlines in Austin. And, in an interesting twist, these men may have been one and the same. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. In the year 1884, Austin, Texas was in the process of becoming an urban paradise. Its three colleges and 10,000-volume bookstore had scholars showing up in droves, art was on the rise, and due to the construction of the new state capitol and the famous Driscoll Hotel, there was plenty of work to go around. All in all, it seemed to be the place to visit and to live. Yet, in the same place that was bringing forth all of this positive change, there was a killer preying upon the city for about a year that would take the lives of seven women. These attacks, the first of which happened on December 30, 1884, targeted the African-American servants of the city's wealthiest white families, earning him the name the Servant Girl Annihilator. All of the victims were attacked indoors while asleep, Five were dragged and killed outdoors, and three mutilated inside. Six of these victims had a sharp object inserted into their ears. Molly Smith, 25, was the first victim of this mysterious murderer. She was found laid out in the snow behind her employer's home, a large hole in her head from the annihilator's weapon of choice, an axe. Next came the death of Eliza Shelley, 
who cooked for the family of a former state legislator. She was murdered the night of May 6th and was discovered by her young children on the floor of the room that they had been sleeping in. Her head was nearly in two. On May 22nd, Irene Cross was murdered with a knife. A reporter who spoke with the dying woman said she looked as though she had been scalped. The next to fall victim to the Annihilator was 11-year-old Mary Ramey and her mother. On August 30th, Rebecca was knocked unconscious while she slept and her daughter dragged to the backyard where she was stabbed through the ear with an iron rod before being raped. On September 28th, Gracie Vance and her boyfriend, Orange Washington, were sleeping in a small shanty behind her employer's home. During the night, the attacker hit Washington over the head with the axe before carrying Gracie to a stable and beating her to death. Both died during this attack. By this point, investigators made the assumption that the attacker was an African-American man. The normally hospitable city began turning on these men as they found themselves being rounded up for questioning and harassed by citizens. Then, in December of 1885, the DA decided to try Walter Spence, boyfriend of Molly Smith, for the murders. The city breathed a sigh of relief, thinking the man was caught, but after a two-day trial, he was acquitted and they were back at square one. Then the Annihilator made a shocking change when he murdered his first wealthy Caucasian woman. Susan Hancock was considered one of the most refined ladies in Austin. She was discovered by her husband in their backyard after her murder on December 24, 1885. Her head was split open and a sharp object was lodged in her brain. About an hour later, another wealthy Caucasian woman, Ula Phillips, was found nude in an unlit alley behind her father-in-law's home in the wealthiest area of the city. She had been beaten in the head with an axe, had a piece of wood pinning her down, and was raped. A blood trail led all the way back to the couple's bedroom inside of the home. Still in their bed in the home was her husband James, knocked unconscious with a severe head wound, and their young son, completely unharmed and holding an apple. The massacre left everyone confused, terrified, and slowly turning on each other. Any suspicious man was dragged in for questioning, some strictly for the color of their skin. Police were instructed to stop any strangers and ask what their business in town was, and if their reason was not good enough, they were given 24 hours to leave. Rewards were offered as the city quickly turned into a police state. Women refused to leave their homes, alarms were purchased, and many simply moved away. Austin was seized in fear. In total, seven women, five of which were African-American and two Caucasian, and one man were murdered, and six women and two men were left seriously injured. However, just as quickly as they started, they simply ended with the murder of Eula Phillips. The identity of the Annihilator was never discovered. So, why haven't you heard more coverage on the brutal slayings of innocent women in the United States? Because just three years later came the murders by Jack the Ripper that covered newspapers for years to come. His fame eclipsed the stories of the servant girl Annihilator, but interestingly, many believe the two men were one and the same. That the servant girl Annihilator simply hopped on a ship and, three years later, became Jack the Ripper. 
It's a theory that makes sense, but is just one of many theories when it comes to the identity of the Annihilator. The most promising was the arrest of Jimmy Phillips, after evidence that his wife was going to leave him, but the theory presented its own series of problems, and while he was charged and convicted with Eula's murder, he was released six months later because of insufficient evidence. In total, 400 men were arrested in connection to the servant girl murders. None were ever formally charged, and it remains one of true crime's greatest mysteries. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 31st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.